Before we get started on today's episode, I'd like to introduce to you our Black-Owned Business of the Week, where we showcase quality Black-owned businesses for you to support every week. This week's business is Soul Star Tea and Wellness, based out of Virginia Beach, where they have high-quality artisan teas crafted using premium tea leaves, organic herbs, pure spices, dried fruit, and other natural ingredients. Available to you on their website to order, including two of my personal favorites, Sweet Mahogany Roast and Tropical Cider. If you're a tea lover, be sure to visit their site so you don't miss out. Even in today's age of ever-present interconnectivity, most people will agree that there's tremendous value in being able to disconnect from the outside world around us. And although you might not be able to retreat into a stone tower in the woods like Carl Jung, you can still find ways to do so and address your personal needs. On this week's episode of the Infusion Breakdown Show, the breakdown crusade among ourselves to discuss why it's so important to disconnect in order to reconnect. Let's see what we come up with. You don't play, you don't play. So the question we have for today, why is disconnecting to reconnect so important? Comment below, let us know your opinion. We also have timestamps in the description below as always. Be sure to check them out. Uh, this was something I really thought about hard um, a month ago or so when we were coming up with topics for the podcast. And the reason why I went this route is because I really wanted to have more of a discussion-based conversation instead of like wording this as a question. But of course, you know, sticking to our, our true you know, nature, we we found a way to make it into a question. But um, really just reflecting a lot over the past year, you know, COVID has um, done a number on some people, you know, financially, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And one thing for me is that I felt during this past, you know, 12, 18 months, like it's low-key been the uh, best period of my life. Like, I feel like I've really gone through an excavation of myself. And part of that was just, you know, subconsciously, you know, removing myself from certain situations or acknowledging, you know, my toxic behaviors, not necessarily towards people, but towards myself, things that were not producing, you know, grand results or uh, affording me consistency. So just reflecting over the past year, I, you know, I've, or 18 months, like I've picked up day trading and day trading itself, it's a, it's a, it's a journey. We'll put it that way. And one thing I realized is that like as quickly as I picked up the skill, there's so many avenues within day trading that really, um, you know, they it, it builds you as a person, but it could break you down as a person as well. And one thing I really noticed is that like, if you lack discipline, it exposes that, you know, tenfold. And one thing I would co constantly find myself doing is like setting up winning trades but not trusting myself enough to take that winning trade to the you know exact point where I have it going or entering at the exact point that I you know set out to enter and then either losing profit or losing the trade altogether because I'm entering too late and you know getting stopped out on pullback and so essentially what would happen like periods throughout my journey was I would take a month off like I would still study I would still you know be in the discord chat talking you know having meetings with uh, some of the newer traders and it was just, you know, I was getting to that point where I started finally realizing that my entire life, I had always thought that I needed to go 100%. Like, you know, as, a, as you know, young black men, we always think we got to be, you know, three times, 10 times, however many times better than, you know, the opposition to truly stand out or, you know, to get our worth. But sometimes we don't ever realize how important it is to step back and just reflect on our journey or to reflect on the current progress. We Like, we keep thinking that we have to, like, consistently pile wins on top of wins on top of wins instead of, you know, getting that, that dub or two and then going back to the drawing board and figure out how to, you know, magnify or, you know, consistently 
replicate, you know, what you did to get those dubs. And, you know, that's just a small example for me, or well, technically a big example because it consumes a lot of my time now. But I think the same thing could apply to like relationships, whether it be uh, with a significant other or, you know, friends. Like um, one thing I've done since COVID is like, I really reset the foundation for the friendship and relationship I had with, you know, my son's mom. You know, there's a period in time to where like, we really had a hard time holding conversations. And well, what a lot of people will do is I think when you have a kid involved, you um, you kind of want to either work shit out, which we did go through and, you know, subsequently failed. And then you also feel like you have to force that that relationship to a point where, you know, you have to remain cordial. And there was just like a point in time that we just didn't talk and we allowed that communication and flow to just organically rebuild itself. And like, I think that that was probably the best thing that ever happened to us because we can hop on FaceTime, we can talk about anything and everything, and there's no malice or ill will towards each other because you actually, when you take that time out to disconnect, you allow yourself to reflect. And I think we've talked about this before. Like, um, when you when you take that time out, you're able to not only analyze what went wrong in a relationship or the friendship, but what you did wrong to, you know, get some of those results or, you know, actions that occurred. So that really gave me a time to like, forgive, forgive an absence. Like, I think that is the best thing to forgive somebody without hearing an apology. Because when you when you take that step back, you get to realize, oh, shit, well, you know, my A, my action A led to action B by her. And then, of course, we get this end result. And that would not have been possible if I didn't take the time out to completely remove myself from the situation. Like, of course, still being a parent for Lucas, like that doesn't change at all, but like removing myself out of her frame altogether to allow myself to like truly analyze everything for what it is. And and then to just be able to move on and like not feel any type of ill will. Cause sometimes we feel that we have to say something and that's not always the case. Like you can, you can walk away from certain stuff. Like if it's, if the universe wants you guys to work out, or if the universe wants a connection to remain there, it's going to determine the strength of it. It's going to determine how you get there. And like, that's literally what I did. And everything just came organically after that. And I know you guys probably like hearing me go on my little tangent or my introduction, <laughs> you know, say it that way, like can kind of like have that light bulb moment. Cause this was a interesting topic, like for me, and I'm not sure if you guys have like similar experiences with it, but, or have subconsciously done it. But I think it is something that is like instrumental to, you know, self, self growth and things that, you know, are really strong with our you know, our value system is, uh, you know, the infusion breakdown. So. Absolutely. And, uh, no, I wasn't thinking negatively or, or complaining because of your, <laughs> your intro. <laughs> I think it was great. I do think that there's a lot of overlap in our sentiments towards disconnecting in general. Like we've, like you said, we had this conversation before. And one of the things I kind of want to talk about today is how best to do so, because I mean, inevitably there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. But I've had similar experiences to where, not with a relationship with the with a child's mother, obviously, because I'm not a parent. But <laughs> um, I would say similar to what I predicted on the episode we had with the Weldon Walden sisters, with uh, where we talked about first when when COVID had first hit and we first started doing the remote recordings, and how we plan on utilizing the time that was touched on. And I really feel like this is a time where I was able to really start to check stuff off on my to-do list 
because there was there was nothing but time. So I think that's that was a consequence of being isolation is because the distractions weren't there, or at least not to the same degree. And I feel that I share your sense of accomplishment over the past year or so in being one of the most accomplished points in time because it was a, it was almost a repeat of the earlier phase that I went through prior to the genesis of the podcast as a whole when I when I started doing more reading in isolation and listening to podcasts and then ultimately coming up with uh, I guess ending up in a better place then I spoke to Josh about that so like I said it was a very similar experience to where I did a lot of those same things and I feel like that was a, another layer of secondary growth that I experienced over this period of time and although it might not be in in quote-unquote tangible results to other people but in terms of fitness in terms of uh mental well-being in terms of the relationships with the people that I have around me it's uh it's complete night and day like there's been uh like one of the one of my most valued friendships I actually lost that last year and it was just because I refused to tolerate anything where it was just one-sided and so that was something to where I wasn't afraid to lose that I was able to handle that very well in situations normally that I would react to very differently I was able to because I had well I had spent more time thinking become familiar with myself and identifying what was and wasn't working and not only with that situation but as a whole I feel like I handled things much better than I would have previously I feel like I was more equipped and I feel like I am more equipped now being that I've been put in similar situations the things that I've experienced in the past with other people and I feel like it I was able to reduce the the negative impact on me and that's part of growth because if you're doing the same thing over and over again or if you happen to encounter the same situation twice and it's equally as detrimental I feel like that's not true growth it's it's very it's indicative of a of a cycle Mm -hmm. if you if you encounter the same situation and it takes you out every time it's like okay well at some point in time you're gonna you're gonna it's probably in your best interest to develop some kind of strategy. So if it does happen again, you can address it accordingly. And I think that's something that's, uh, that's most pertinent towards relationships, but also like you said, through your, with yourself, with the relationship that we have with ourselves, because regardless of who's around us in our life, and especially with uh, the topic here with disconnecting, you have yourself. And that's a large reason why most people, or I say, I can't quantify, but a lot of people being, isolated being by yourself is scary because it forces you to be intimate with your thoughts and really dig into what's behind the issues like a few of the biggest benefits from spending time with yourself is I think just overarching bullet points are identifying the root causes of things which I mean if you just look at things as at the surface level like I just said you're going to repeat them or you're going to encounter them again and you're not going to know why you're not going to be able to develop a, a coherent strategy to deal with them and then identifying patterns from that and then also learn how to be self-sufficient because if you not you're not all you have to depend on because we all have obvious support systems but as an adult you you're supposed to have some a large degree of self-regulatory ability and so by you being able to process your emotions in a healthy fashion and uh, get yourself to a baseline and think through things, even though when we're in emotional states, like people will say, okay, well, women are emotional creatures, bullshit. People have emotions. <laughs> Humans are emotional creatures. So learning how to deal with those and navigate the world as things come up and, you know, through the highs and lows and make 
sound sound decisions because if you're yeah. if you're clouded by if your judgment is clouded by your anger your sadness you know that's uh it's a recipe for failure i feel it's, i mean coming from i'm not a day trader i'm a, more of a long-term investor but you know when it comes to investing emotions are your worst fear i mean they're, they're well that's kind of ironic there but emotions are your worst <laughs> enemy <laughs> like you can't be emotional when it comes to investing and uh i think I don't want to, to go on too long because I really want to hear what you guys have to say. Then I have a, another question to follow up. But I think one of the biggest things from disconnecting to reconnect is it allows you to identify what's important. That's the, that's the biggest thing. So it's not the sense of you just disconnecting because it's cool and everybody, you know, you want to, you know, get put up a facade to, to be like, okay, well, I don't, I'm not around a lot of people. It's like, no, you're actually doing something and identifying the people the things, the goals, the beliefs that you have that are truly important and staying grounded in that because it's a lot of bullshit around us at all times. All times. Madonna, I agree with, definitely agree with a lot of that. Well, all of it, but. Um, Yeah, I I actually, I disconnect a lot, but a lot there's this this definitely days i can go without actually saying a, a single word at all um so there's definitely days i can disconnect um it's definitely not something new to me uh but like i agree with everything you guys said as far as why it gives you time to actually reflect on yourself and actually time to find out the problems and everything like that so yeah as far as its importance i, I think you guys kind of hit it on the nail on the head as far as it allows you guys to look at yourselves in the mirror basically and find out what's wrong and then find out and find out ways to actually fix it i know i had mental setbacks last year like late last year i still have some mental setbacks as far as like doubt shit like that but i mean when i disconnect gives me time to myself gives me time to reflect and then gives me time to realize what got me to be the best version of myself so and that's really the important thing. And I think people don't like to disconnect because they don't, they think they'll be lonely too. So, uh, and I do want to ask, like, how do you separate, like, how do you separate, how can you disconnect without feeling lonely? That's a good question. And I'm glad you asked it. Um, my take on that is disconnecting doesn't always imply the total physical separation from other people. In my mind, the way that I see disconnecting, disconnecting is just the intentional practice of creating distance between oneself and outside circumstances. So I could, like, even during the period of disconnection, life doesn't stop. You still have family. You still may have relationships. You may have work responsibilities and friends and things like that. But maintaining those friendships and those relationships as you go about your disconnecting and, and ma making intentional time for you to do these things that we talked about. But yeah, it's, it's a balancing act because for us to completely disconnect in its truest sense away from the world, like uh, go off in a, in a log cabin somewhere in the woods and just abandon responsibilities, it's not feasible for most of us. We still have day-to-day -day responsibilities and the world doesn't stop, like I said. So what about for the people that feel alone, even though they're still with people, physically still with people, they could be feeling alone mentally? What about them? I'm not saying like that I don't care, but like what specifically are you asking about them? <laughs> I'm asking how do you disconnect without them feeling lonely? Because even if they were still with physically with people, they could still feel lonely mentally, you know? 
double down on those relationships that do matter. I mean, even when you do feel that there is some degree of loneliness, I mean, that's a normal human feeling. And just really focusing and emphasizing on the relationships that do bring the most value to your life, the people who do care about you, and then do the same thing. And you could talk about exactly what you're doing while you're disconnecting, the purpose behind it, things you've discovered. Because some of the best revelations that have come to me were spawned by conversation. And I feel like that's something where you go off to yourself, you think, you come back, you present the idea, kind of like we do the podcast, we have a question. We talk about something, go along, go our separate ways, come back on a Sunday or Tuesday, depending on how the week works out, talk about it, learn something new. And it's just, it's the very same thing. I got you. I think one thing too, um, sometimes people need to change up their routine too. Cause sometimes the same old routine could get old and boring. I know for me, what I started doing probably about two, three weeks ago, I started getting up early in the morning and going to the gym. Because uh, I heard, because I actually listened to or I read something that The Rock does, like he gets up early in the morning, go to the gym, and then at four, at four o'clock, mm-hmm. yeah, he gets in the morning, go to the gym at like four o'clock, and then he goes back home and go back to sleep. Uh, so I actually tried that. And it's actually, and I love it, really. I don't know. I, like, it's the hardest part for me is getting up. But once I'm up, I'm fine. And then knowing that I can get back to sleep when I come back home and after I'm finished workout as a reinforcement for my own self. That's pretty good. I don't always go back to sleep though, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think changing up the routine too, because I think that's really big too. I, me, I'm I'm not a morning person, so if I can get up in the morning at and I go, and I get up in the morning at fucking five thirty in the morning, and I go at six, and I go and I try to be back by like eight thirty, you know. So yeah, change up the routine. I think is big too, if you have to. If you feel like the whole same old routine is getting, you know boring or you feel like you're not as motivated as you were once before yeah and you're prescribing that as a remedy for the loneliness part of the no no, no, disconnect no just part of the disconnect yeah not necessarily okay yeah well i'm curious on what your thoughts are when it comes as it pertains to like loneliness and this particular topic um i don't know it was it was really a question i actually came up before we uh while i was waiting for you guys as far as just that uh i but i agree with you I do think having the proper people in your corner, not that they're necessarily physically near you, but making sure you have that support system, uh, no matter if it's like through verbal words, through actions or whatever. I do think that's important too, uh, as far as loneliness, but sometimes people need that reassurance. Like we talked about like what, two episodes ago. So sometimes people need that reassurance. So as long as you have those people in your corner to give that reassurance to you, you should be, uh, you should handle loneliness pretty good. Even if you disconnect. Does what's your take on that? I respect it. <laughs> like for me, um, I mean, having a kid, like your your priorities slap you in the face a lot. So I don't necessarily trip too much off of the loneliness. Like I, I you know, I grew up listening. I'm not gonna say grow up because that would imply my whole childhood. But like late high school, like I really started getting into Nas, and like the one verse that I always, or we'll just say like one quote is like born alone, die alone. Like I, I embody that early on because late high school, like I was, I dealt with a lot of depression and anxiety. And like, when you deal with that, that's like a, uh, I, I only, I'm the only one that understands me kind of mentality. And then of course I kind of grew out of it as I had my self-help remedies and things like that. But the one thing that really 
allowed me to welcome in loneliness is the one aha moment, like finding what it is that you really want to do in life and working towards it. And two, it's the realization that you shouldn't fear death, but you should fear laying on your deathbed and being, you know, insecure or not satisfied with the life you live. And that's always been my biggest thing. Like, you know, not to sound like too arrogant, but like, I don't fear COVID. I don't fear anything. I don't fear death. I don't fear dying by accident. I fear, you know, laying on my deathbed and like not affording my son the life that I had or not living the life that I want to live. So when I think of things like that, like I don't care about being around other people. Like I got to, by any means necessary, Malcolm X, my like frame of mind, achieve my goals. And I think like when you become that obsessed with it, that everything else is just a sidebar. Like, you know, I, I would say like, I have an outlet, like we have the podcast, there's conversations that I have with you guys that are like my way of getting off my random thoughts that bounce around my head at the most random times for sake, random thought. But um, yeah, like I have like an outlet, but I would say everybody has to start somewhere. Like my first outlet was smoking weed. You grow out of that. Like you, you should be smart enough when you smoke weed that like you've hit up, you've plateaued. Like you're no longer able to, solve your own questions you're not able to solve your own issues so after i stopped smoking weed i went to therapy like some people need to just start at therapy maybe you don't need to smoke weed or maybe you go to therapy and smoking weed helps when you start therapy like things like that like you have to therapist exactly (laughs) but like the first thing is just always identifying what your outlet is and like for me gone through all of that when I had my aha moment, I and we've talked about this a lot, podcast, I'm thinking on the podcast and in, in a, just sidebar as well, is like the importance of reconnecting with your inner child. Like, I remember points of like wanting to be really into anime and having a desire to watch it, but I didn't love it. So like I would watch Hunter Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Attack on Titan, um, One Piece, all of these animes, and I'm like, yeah, I could get into it, like, but one thing that me, and I've, I think I've sold it over again, is like, I'm really into Star Wars, so, like, I'll go back, like, if I'm having a off day, and I don't feel like being on the game or anything like that, I'll go watch Star Wars, bro, like, there's so much Star Wars content, or there's so much shit on YouTube that you can watch for things that fulfilled you during your childhood, like, for me as well, I, like, there's days where I can just, um, when I'm working from home, I'll go outside, and I'll shoot, shoot basketball, like, I'll go outside and shoot the basketball, Let's just say shoot hoops and make it sound <laughs> make it sound cool or some shit. But I'll go outside and I'll put up a few shots and like I will instantly have that remedy that I've been looking for because that's something that consumed a lot of my childhood. Like I always was happy when I played basketball. I never fought when I played basketball. Like I was just always in a constant state of happiness when I played it. And so I could go outside and just hearing the sound of the net is like a it's it's hard to explain. It's, it's euphoria for me. But there's things with Star Wars that, like, as a kid, I thought were, like, corny to watch, like Clone Wars, and then they have Rebels, and then they have uh, this new, I won't say new series, but it's a series that came out in, like, 2020 that's supposed to catch up after, um, probably after, uh, was it, not The Last Jedi, but The Rise of Skywalker. Like, there's so much stuff in there, and if you just, like, put the whole cartoon aspect aside, which shouldn't be hard since we really like anime, but then you can actually, like, start to understand story arcs and where all of this stuff in between the movies come into play so it's either that or sometimes maybe my disconnect is just studying. Like I'll either find a book to read or I'll go find a YouTube video to watch on a day trade and like a new method that I maybe want to test out. And it's just things like that. Like there's so much stuff to consume your mind with that's healthy 
but yet we constantly find ourselves consuming our mind with thought, like toxic thought, like shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, Depression-inducive thoughts, like how could I have done this better? Or what can I do to make this person understand the situation from the viewpoint that I'm seeing it? Like perspective doesn't matter. All that matters is that what you're currently doing or where you want to be is what's number one on your mind. And I think you'll find yourself you know, being able to deal with loneliness and not a lot more because I I felt that way. Like when I got into my first relationship, I was going through a lot of bumps and I disconnected from my entire friend group. And all of that, all that did was rob me of my ability to express myself outside of the relationship. I didn't have my boys to talk to about stuff. Like I was constantly trying to figure everything out on my own. And it was like, if I know then what I know now, that would have been the last move I would have made because I was robbing myself of my outlet and I was robbing myself of, you know, things that I could do to bring me joy. So, you know, once you realize that you really only get one life to live, like I think there's a saying I keep hearing a lot now, like I don't hear it, but I read it. And uh, it's uh, every, every person has two lives. And their second lives begin when they only have one, when they realize that they only have one. And it's like, that's kind of how I've been been flowing. Like, it's just, I don't follow that particular methodology, but I just, you know, at the end of the day, my biggest fear is like, I always say, I think I said up here, I was like, I, I want Frank Sinatra's I did in my way to play at my funeral. Like, if people don't know that that's the song that should be playing at my funeral, then I didn't live life the way I should have. So 57. <laughs> the fact that you know it that what are we yeah. we're, we're past 100 now eh? aren't we yeah we're well over 100 like he's well, definitely said over, it but, i don't think that was the last one he said it on though i'm pretty sure i think the first time i said it okay yeah but, that was probably the first time but that was like, the last one. he said it at least three times <laughs> hey, if you can't if you can't tell guys they're the ones that do all the editing <laughs> and, and the promoting and the time stamping uh, what you said, though, as far as like doing what you did in your childhood, make you feel like like a kid again. Uh, it's funny because one of my routines in, this, in the morning is coming home and watching a pup named Scooby-Doo because it's just something I like to do. And it's something like I used to watch when I was a kid. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, that's that's funny. And uh, it is other well, that, things. That shit puts me on cloud nine because like we're we're recording at eight o'clock on a Tuesday. I'm it's almost nine now. I'm normally at the gym right now. And so like all day I've been battling, how am I going to get my release? Because I have my son tomorrow and Thursday I work until 7.30. So it's going to be, I'm not going to have my full, you know, my my regular routine. And so I went shopping for uh, groceries, came back home, watched two episodes of Star Wars Rebels. Here I am in a bright mood. Like it's, it's, it's just simple things. Like you overthink it. But there's really nothing to overthink. You just you should just do it. Like you you know what you should do. Stop thinking about it and just do it. Yeah. Like some things do require deep thought, but don't get me wrong. But that's a small part of your day. It's not you shouldn't be thinking about everything you should have to do all day. Like some things at 27, 28, like they should just start flowing. You should just know. Yeah, I I like when I edit, and I actually yeah that's that's kind of part of the things watching 
shows and then when I edit too I like that and then coming out of it like two hours later and thinking like oh shit like I haven't been on Instagram I love that I haven't been on Instagram I, haven't, yeah. I don't care what's been happening and shit like that and I like looking at my own work what I've done it's gonna uh lead me to some type of progress you know so yeah I, I definitely get what you mean that's what you were just oh you go no please no I was just gonna ask when was the last time you guys actually disconnected or are you in a disconnect state right now it was definitely this weekend. I mean, it's disconnecting. So that's something I wanted to talk to. I've noticed, talk to you guys about, is I've noticed that there's a compounding effect when it comes to disconnecting. So the longer you go without doing so, the more time you need to, to actually do it once you do. And I, I'm a firm believer in just having set periods where you are isolated to yourself and have time to think, whether it be, so I'll listen to an audio book on the way to the gym during my cardio, listen to music while I'm working out, but I ride home in silence, just to think. I'm not allowed to listen to any music or anything. And then also, if I happen to take some time out, like I have a, a balcony I just started using again. I like to go read books out on the balcony. I'm not allowed to, to fuck with the phone while I'm out there. I just have it, finish my chapter, come on in. So it's just, it's just a method of disconnecting frequently, but I don't need those large chunks of time because I do regular self-maintenance. It's the same thing like with a car. If you don't take your car to the, to the body shop to get your oil change, you get a tune-up, then once it starts to fall apart, then it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's going to take you much more effort to repair it than had you been doing the proper upkeep. And it's the same exact thing. Is that something you guys have experienced as well? In terms of like the time and the effort that coincides with the time that you haven't been doing it? For sure. Like, I'm in great need of a disconnect. I was supposed to have a week off from work. Like, I was uh, beginning of July where I was I was going to originally go down to Florida with my family, but I had realized that, and kind of what I said at the beginning, like, I had just been going at 100 miles per hour the first six months of the year, mm-hmm. that I didn't want to go to a place where there's going to be a bunch of kids running around I wasn't familiar with, and it would have just been nonstop talking like with family, like people wanting to catch up and things like that. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I enjoy family, but when I'm in need of a disconnect, that doesn't fit my idea or vision of it. So I stayed back and I was just going to have time split between uh, Sydney and I with Lucas and that entire week, her AC went out. So I had Lucas that entire week. Didn't get the disconnect, still haven't disconnected. So what I, 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 like, I know I'm, I'm, you know, running on ball tires right now is because I've consistently find myself like my mind racing for no reason. Like I, I'll check Instagram, I'll turn it off, like be up there for 15 seconds, turn it off. And then I find myself reopening the app again, or I'll be going to my messages, respond to something and then going back into the messages and like, like there's nothing there. Like my mind is consistently racing for something to do rather than just being at peace. And like, that's typically when I know that I need to disconnect because I mean, I haven't done it in a while. Like 2020 was really the last time I did it. And for the most part, it was like 2020 was just a disconnection, like a disconnecting year. Like I really didn't hang with my boys a lot, obviously because of COVID. Um, I mean, didn't really work out a lot. Like I was, I felt like it was really a, I said it at the start, like it was a year of excavation because things that I used to love to do, I didn't necessarily like to do them anymore. Like, I still work out, but I don't work out nearly as much as I did back in 2019. Um, I still read every now and then. Uh, used to watch a lot more TV, 
but now my time with TV is like very, like it, it's really Star Wars or nothing. Like I don't watch TV unless I'm doing it to decompress of some sort or just get that little dopamine hit from watching something that I like. Um, but it's, I mean, it's definitely past due. I would say last time I disconnected, I'll give you that. It, it was a mini, but the really last time I got to disconnect, but it wasn't what my mind and body is used to, uh, I journaled. I journaled like three times in July and it allowed me to feel at peace for a day or two, but I felt like it was still a lot more I needed to do. Like I haven't truly disconnected in a while. Uh, for me, no, because I actually disconnect a lot. Like if, if we're just talking about something like social media, which is, I feel is a big factor. Um, and the reason like why people need to disconnect, I, I barely post stuff up there. I try not to look at a lot of people's stories. Like a lot of time I don't look at your stories cause I'm not on Instagram. Like I'll be up there for maybe like, um, that's uh, 15 seconds and then I'll get back off. Like if anything, I'm on the Explorer page or I'm looking at like Nick stuff, Yankee stuff or something like that. I'm not trying to look at anybody else's information, you know, because that just brings in whole bunch, brings, can bring in doubt, can bring in different opinions and stuff like that. So uh, I don't do that. So I, I, I like really disconnect a lot. Even when I'm thinking about posting a story, like I will look at a picture, like I will think, look at something I will think about posting and I would think like, do I really want to post this? And, and like 80% of the time I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not gonna post it. Like I was, I, I probably could have posted about four songs because I was at the gym last week, including um, Kanye West, the workout song, because I just love the fucking skit part when the Gators, when the, girl, yeah. the country girls, like, <laughs> thanks to Kanye's workout plan, <laughs> I rode a plane, <laughs> she was like a country girl, I got, oh, I got the day outside of the family and I rode a plane, that <laughs> shit was hilarious, but. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that had me dying at the gym bro but yeah um yeah you do with a car (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah i like even with like social media i like i disconnect a lot so i don't really have that problem but i i do understand that people do have that problem they don't disconnect for a long period of time and they when they finally do it takes a long time to actually recover um but i disconnect a lot i try not to be on social media i try not to look at people's stories like people have actually gotten mad at me that i've actually didn't look at their story like but like i'm not a, i'm not on social media like i don't hold on that in itself is ridiculous kind of yeah, if you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no kind of yeah but that, i mean yeah but i it's just because you know people like attention people like attention so they want you to make sure you're giving them attention in some way either story liking the picture doing something but yeah like i try not to be up there a lot but yeah i disconnect a lot like i try not to be as connected you know this past weekend i was talking to one of my homegirls about the concept of peace because that's that's something that has been really central to me is being able to create your own peace in the midst of whatever's going on because just as I said before life doesn't stop there's always going to be something like I don't think any one of us has had a period of life where everything was just across the board perfect and so with that in mind there's never going to be a right time for you to detox there's going to be a right time for you to disconnect or to do some self-maintenance, but finding little segments throughout the day. I think Des, you kind of described it fairly well, which you which you do personally with, even with you and uh, I guess the example of today, where you said that you weren't gonna be able to go to the gym. So you were, you watched those two episodes and 
then tomorrow you know that you're going to be occupied but well next two days because you have lupus but even in the midst of all that i mean being a, a practicing day trader having a full-time job being a one-third of the infusion brain show podcast and god knows whatever else you do but you still find time in that and it doesn't have to be a, a, a week-long sabbatical but learning to take what you have even through tumultuous times and using that time to really attend to your own needs. And it could be something as small as like what you're saying with Star Wars or Josh, what you were saying with Scooby-Doo. I was a little bit shocked that you said the pup named Scooby-Doo, not the original OG Scooby-Doo. But <laughs> the only reason no, why- No judgment. No, 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 I, I, I definitely watched that. The only reason why is because that comes on like two in the afternoon, usually two in the afternoon, ah. some type of work. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. that's, I, that's, that's actually what I- um watch first and then i realized it was a pup named scooby-doo that came on so shit scooby-doo where are you only had like a season or two yeah a pup named huh? scooby-doo was like Bro. that too they only have like 30 episodes hold on yeah hold on. i don't even think it has 30 it's, it's like so, it's so many where different shows though it's, it's different shows yeah. so that's why that's why it's but scooby-doo like where movie. are you was the best one. Oh yeah but, and i thought they had like a full catalog <laughs> like four or five seasons deep it's it's not three three seasons. Where are you, Scooby Doo? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. How many episodes total? Uh, episodes. There were. Uh, let me do some quick math here. It was less than fifty, I believe. Oh, okay, so yeah, it wasn't that many episodes a season. Then. Bro, like I thought there were so many episodes of that. Me too. It, one one thing I've been doing too lately is I've been looking at my own um YouTube videos. I've just been laughing off of that for like a good 30 minutes. And then like <laughs> I told you, Joshua versus Joshua coming. <laughs> but yeah, I do that too as far as like finding peace too. I think that's a that's a good thing. Just looking back on some of the work that you've done and then enjoying it basically. Enjoying your There's wins. 41, 41 episodes. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else you have? I know you're a Scooby-Doo guy, but I prefer Courage myself. I never was a... No, no. I was, I was never I big on Courage. This shit was weird, bro. That's, that's why I liked it. It was a unique blend of horror and comedy, and it had the ability to illustrate principles and... Like the episode they had with the, no, the I actually, hunchback. I felt bad for that fucking dog, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that dog had major anxiety because of this fucking he did. show. Like, but, de- but despite what he was going through, he always saved his, the people who he cared about. Muriel yeah, and, I mean, and, and most episodes ended up with Eustace getting zapped by lightning. He'd be like a pile of ashes or something would eat him. Or, but he always saved Muriel. Yeah, because like the, the villainous figures in that, in that that show really weird me out, though, to the point where I was like, oh, do I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was I couldn't rock with it. I ain't even gonna hold you. And what yeah. I liked about the Scooby Doo is like the mystery aspect. Like I was actually trying to figure out like who the fuck is, who the fuck did this? <laughs> sometimes it would have been easier, sometimes it was a trick, you know. But it was, I was always like, easy. <laughs> nah, sometimes it wasn't sometimes they put a like a obvious person in front of your face, but that's not always a person. But I mean, yeah. It's still, it's still fun. Both so both of you said that the courage stuff was creepy to you. There was one episode that I would not watch by myself. <laughs> When I was younger, like when I was really young, but as I got to my like early teens and then adult, it's one of my it's my favorite one of all time, The Curse of Ramses, where it has a CGI mummy. You ever seen that one? I I wouldn't be able to tell you. Like, I okay, don't. if you watched it as a child, it would scare the shit out of you. 
<laughs> it was just, it was something about a CGI mummy on a two dimensional cartoon. Background. Oh, I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, I, return, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's why I did not fuck with it, dog. No, I know exactly what you're talking you about. You in elementary school, you trying to no. <laughs> that was exactly as a fucking episode. kid watching nah. that too. Like, nah, that shit. Like, even when it scared me, that was my favorite. I just went watching it at nighttime by myself. Oh, so you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to call no, me. But look, bro. Courage didn't stand a chance because I watched Jeepers Creepers in like second grade. Because mm-hmm. there was a time like my myself and my sister and I think my mom, we all had like this stomach bug and we stayed home and they ordered Jeepers Creepers on DirecTV. I had no business at seven years old watching that damn movie. And so all scary movies like, bro, since I've been seven years old, has I don't watch them. Like we go to uh, Missouri every summer until I was like, until we moved to Japan and then until <laughs> after I graduated. All they want to watch is like, See the Chucky, all the Chucky shit, all the scary movie stuff. And I'm like, you won't with it. I won't with it, bro. They'd be watching it. I'd have, because we, you know, this is old, old country cousins. Like everybody sleeps on the floor. I have the spot right next to the couch so I could turn into the couch. <laughs> hey, ain't see nothing. After you watched Jeepers Creepers, did you have a nightmare with the belly button shirt and popping your tire? Bro, I didn't even get to watch the whole movie. Like there, I fell asleep and there was periods of times where I'd wake up. And like it was just so weird. Like this nigga just wanted their he he just wanted their eyes. Did he not? I think the, like that, the, he the just, people who who feared him, like there was something he would smell about them, and he would he would want their their eyes. I'm gonna tell you like this: when that motherfucker pulled up into the into the all brown UPS van and ran them off the road, that was the last little bit of the movie I watched. Because <laughs> it was so bro, like. That, those movies are so weird. Like, they're driving into, like, a little maize field or wherever it was, wheat field, and you see this motherfucker on the porch. And then next thing you know, he's in a UPS truck, a, a browned out, no logo, snatch him up truck. <laughs> and then he's right behind them, like, nah. I mean, but I had no business seeing that at seven years. But you got to think, like, I'm going to the country every summer, and, like, there's nothing but cornfields and, and, and wheat. <laughs> So it's like, it's the worst thing to see at that age and like your perspective be so limited. And fuck mm. it. <laughs> all I seen was that motherfucker in the brown truck running, running into the back of their car and that was all I needed to see. I'm not, I'm not cut out for this. Have you ever tried to watch it as an adult? Maybe that's where all my like hidden traumas at. Man, if you just watch that damn movie, Desmond, <laughs> you'd be so it's much more successful in life. All I need to do is watch it at like sixteen, and I'd have been straight. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably yeah. definitely not as scary as it, you probably thought it was. Now it's really not. Yeah, I was one of them people that like I tried to give scary movies a chance, and I would talk shit during the movie. Like, I, oh, you ain't gonna do it. And, and that shit did not work. Like, I used to try and talk shit whenever, like, because, you know, suspense builds up. It's the movie. It's like, in the movie, everything gets suspenseful. The music starts getting playing. Yeah. It starts off slow, and then it gets uh, faster and louder. And I'll just be talking shit the whole time. Like, I don't know who I'm talking shit to. I don't know what's about to happen, but I'm talking shit. So I have, like, the goddamn testosterone build up to where whatever happens, I'm not going to be no bitch. Didn't work. So I was like, you know what? Scary movies is not for me, man. You're already talking, so your your mind is focused on what you're saying, and not the fact that the serial killer jump up with the knife and 
Yeah, either that or I would talk shit because you know how in scary movies the uh, like white people do dumb shit in scary movies. Yes. Talk shit, no, like stupid bitch, and then they get their ass chopped up, and I'm like, all right, cool. Everyone that bad. Where Valder just been oh, sitting I, back. I thought you meant like, more bro- like. I thought you meant more like. Oh, you th- ain't no big killer or some shit like that, Lord. You nah, just the that. guy. Oh, this okay. man is about to slice <laughs> their ass up. <laughs> I gotta find, I gotta find some way to to dilute the violence. Like, uh, interesting. Yeah, you have any nails, Brian? No, not at the moment. Not at the moment. All right, I'm gonna wait twenty minutes, and then when you ask no, me, please, no, I'm not gonna prolong. <laughs> for twenty minutes. Okay. We we may have uh, just another discussion sometime down the road. Okay. I don't know. Maybe get a message in the group chat. Okay. Um, you have a recommendation of the week? Yes. Yeah, I think it'll go spot on with what we're talking about. I was thinking Jeepers like. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, you know, the course of topic of conversation, and um, for me, it'd be catch a sunset this week. Like, if you're a morning person, catch a sunrise. If you're a uh, if you're a afternoon person like me or evening catch the sunset like that's the easiest way you can honestly disconnect and if you're in the you know hampton roads area if you into sunsets head over to chicks beach um there's free parking by boy 44 if y'all you just want to type in boy 44 on the uh, navigation and get over there but that is like the best spot to see a sunset on the side like you just see it set behind the water so do something that uh, allows you to connect for a moment and just be at peace or be one with whatever that experience is. And don't put it on. Don't don't bring your fucking phone. You gotta show it off. What do you mean? I did. Like I, there was one time I really wanted to, and I'm glad it happened. So just to prolong it, like extra thirty seconds. I took Lucas to the beach one night, and when I wanted to go watch the sunset. He ran off so far, like we ran so far, like uh, this would be east that like there's a bridge blocking the sunset. So we're, I wanted to like catch it on my phone, but like little did I know I was being pulled away. So it was harder to catch it on my phone. So I just had to be present and observe it. And like, I had no desire to put it on my phone. By the time I wanted to put it on my phone, sun had already set. So it's like, just be present in the moment. But did you want to put it on your phone? Or did you want to put it on Instagram? Well, I had to record it, but it would have gone on Instagram. Like, I recorded it on my phone because, you know, iPhone has better camera. Actually, it doesn't. Well, I'm talking about, like, it has a better camera versus the Instagram camera. Like, it captures oh. everything cleaner. And then, okay. I thought you wanted to have a, a part two where we talk about Android versus Apple. Because nah, I'm ready I for mean, it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about whatever application you have. Like, the, the host camera for your phone is better than whatever the application camera is. Right. More so, the difference is greater with uh, with Android. You can record it and not put it on Instagram. Just keep it in your, you know, your photos, videos, library. You know, just look at it. You know. All right, sometimes I, I do. Yeah, I think that's important to put. You know, everybody don't have to put everything on Instagram. <laughs> sometimes I do. I do go back and watch some videos, but yeah, that's it. All right, you heard him. Catch a sunset. Take a fucking walk. All right. But yeah, (laughs) if you guys like the discussion, don't forget to hit the like button. We're going to see you guys next week. Peace.